The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. In World War II, a small city in Europe, there were rumors that the Nazis were sweeping across that territory. They were rounding up Jews and sending them off to Auschwitz to the death camps. And one morning, one fateful morning, suddenly they heard marching and they heard tanks coming into their small little Jewish town, small little city. And quickly, a father identifies, couldn't believe his ears, but identified the marching of the soldiers and the sound of the tanks coming into the city. So he turns to his young son, his only son, and he tells him, my son, quickly, run out the back door, go into the forest, and there, deep into the forest, you know where you built that tree house? Climb up to the top of the tree, stay in the tree house, no matter what you hear, no matter what goes on, don't leave the tree house in the forest until you hear no more noise. And if the father only knew that that was the last time he was going to see his son, and if the son only knew that that was the last moment and the last words that he was going to hear from his father, but the son did as his father was told, as his father told him, and he ran out the back door and he ran into the forest and he kept running, and he came up to the treehouse, and there he scaled the tree, and he ducked into the treehouse, and he stood there and hid in the corner of the treehouse. And he began to hear screaming and yelling and gunshots and gunfire. And the boy just sat there with his hands over his ears and he would not move. And he stayed there for two days. After two days, finally, the gunfire ended. The screaming, the crying subsided. And it was silent. Deathly silent. And here the young boy, remembering his father's words, made his way down the tree, made his way back into the small city. And all he saw were bodies all over the place, but nobody alive was around. He made his way back to the house where his parents, where he lived, and there was no one there. And he didn't know what to do. And he was frightened. He realized that he's probably the only survivor of this city. So he turned around and he went back. And he spent another day in the treehouse and he saw that there's nobody around. So he made his way into deep into the forest. And the further he went into the forest, he bumped into other Jewish people running away, hiding in the forests. And he stuck together with them and band together with them. And somehow, miraculously, he was able to constantly travel in the forest and survive the war later on making his way to Eretz Yisrael. Some 40 some odd years later, whatever it was, he was then a survivor, married a young lady who was also from a family, survivors of the Holocaust. And they had no children for 15 years. And after 15 years of no children, he turns to his wife and he says, I give up hope. I, I lost I lost my hope. We went to every doctor. We went to the United States. We went to Belgium. We went to every infertility specialist. No luck. That's it. We're not going to have kids. So she tried to cheer him up. So his wife told him, Okay, before you give up hope, I have an idea. You know, it's very popular these days for people to go back 
to the cities that their parents came from to see the roots of the family. She said to him, what do you think? These days they have all different types of wonderful tours that go to, to Europe, to different spots and different places. What do you think? Maybe we'll take a tour back to Europe. We'll go back to your hometown. And you'll show me where you grew up. And the husband liked the idea. And him and his wife booked tickets and they took a tour to Europe and he went back to his old little city, his old town. And his town was just as broken down, as decrepit as he remembered it as a child. No one took over the town. The town just sat as is, destroyed. And he started to come into the town with his wife and he started showing her there was a bakery and there was a shul and there was and there was. And he remembered it clearly as from his childhood. And finally he brought his wife to his home. The house that he grew up in and the house was a ruin. There was nothing there. Empty. But it was just the way he remembered it. And he showed her, here was the kitchen. That was my parents' room. This was my room. Here was the living room and the dining room. And he's giving her a tour. And he says, you know, standing here in this house, I could hear my father's voice again. I could hear my father's voice telling me, quickly, run out the back door. Go into the forest. Go into the treehouse and hide there. Little did I know that that was the last time I was going to see my father. Little did I know that I was going to be the only survivor of the entire city. His wife looked at him and said, What? You never told me that story. That's the way you survived? Your father told you to run out and stay in a treehouse in the forest? Can you show me the treehouse? He says, Yeah, absolutely. He walks his wife right out the back door, the escape route that he took as a young boy. Walked right through the forest, right up to the tree where the treehouse still stood. And he shows her, there's the treehouse. I stayed in that treehouse and my life was saved right here. God made me a great miracle. And as he's talking to her, he feels something very special standing next to this tree. And he says to his wife, you know, I don't don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But standing next to this tree, I feel something very, very holy, very special. You know what I think it is? This is the tree that Hashem made a miracle and saved my life right here on this spot, right here at this tree. At that moment, he puts his hands on the tree and he looks up to Shemaim and he says, Hashem, you saved my life at this tree. Now, years later, I'm begging you, give me further life at this tree. Allow my wife to become pregnant. This is my place. This is my spot. This is my tree. This is the place that you did miracles for me, Hashem. Please do miracles for me again. I tell you, it was no more than two months later that his wife was pregnant. And I know the family of this guy personally. The story I gave you over was literally word for word the way the family told it to me. That was his tree. Tefillah. That's our tree, our ladder. That's our spot that we get answered. That's our makom tefillah. That's the spot that we keep running back to when we need to get answered. Don't underestimate your makom tefillah, your power of tefillah. Enjoyed this story? 
Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org.